Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Well, it's nice to know there was a late fall bite around North Dakota someplace, and that was in Devil's Lake earlier in the week. Anglers were finding nice walleye success and even some nice-sized fish using a variety of presentations. Some anglers were reporting the fish moved shallower, while others were still working deep water. It might be some of the last open water opportunities before the realization that we're heading into ice fishing, though, so get out if you can. Other lakes are largely quiet, although anglers working the midsection of Lake Sakakawea found nice walleye activity as well when the weather allowed. Try Beaver Bay along the south shore or around Newtown area on the north side, but that too could quickly come to a close. Some anglers were still trying their luck shore fishing around Bismarck Mandan, but the tail race is still pretty quiet and likely won't pick up for activity even though the weather cooperates. But there might still be some this winter for the, in the shoots for catfish and walleye. The focus, though, is on deer gun season, with that now open, until November 20th. Waterfall are moving around, but it seems most birds could still be farther north in Canada yet, although numbers of light geese and Canada geese are in several areas of the state, with some white fronts and swans still in various locations. Pheasant success remains fair, and at least birds are becoming more fully colored for identification. Enjoy the many opportunities across North Dakota, and stay safe. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer Agri Gone Outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. I'm going to call him the regional muskie expert, not local, because I think his uh, his expertise uh, spans far and wide. I, I would agree with that. Uh, and we're going to talk some fall muskie patterns. Uh, Brett, it seems like right now is when the muskie guys really, really get excited. Maybe it started a month or, month or so ago, but this cold weather period is when uh, I think a lot, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's when a lot of the muskie guys are really trying to get as much time in their boat as they can. Yep, you're absolutely right. And thanks, guys, for having me uh, on the show uh, and allowing me to talk muskies. You guys know it's my passion everything. So, But, yeah, this is this is our time of year for muskie gurus. I mean, from, from now until ice up uh, is, is really the best time to catch a trophy muskie where they'll be the heaviest, they'll have the most body weight that they carry, you know, all season. I mean, they come out of the spawn, they're light. 
they start feeding again. And, and now they, they really put the feed bag on hard, you know, from now until ice up to get enough uh, mass so they can make eggs again. The big females can make eggs again in the spring. So, you know, I was looking at my logs uh, just kind of to prepare for this call. And last uh, last year on today, uh, no, it wouldn't have been today. Must have been the, the weekend. Uh, but I wanted I wanted to say it was October nineteenth, but uh, I had a fifty three inch muskie in my boat, which was one of my longest. And wow. then uh, November fifth, uh, I had the the longest and heaviest muskie in my boat. I had a fifty four inch muskie uh, that was probably starting to get close to forty pounds um, in my boat. So yeah, this is the time of year where you know muskie guys are are really excited to get out and, and, and fish for these fish. And just, um, those are impressive fish, Brad. I mean, those are incredible fish. And just to give our listeners some context, you talk about fishing from now until ice up, and you literally mean ice up. You're on the water, even breaking some shore ice to get out to the open water. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're, we kind of have a screw loose, us, you know, diehard musky guys, so. <laughs> We uh, will bring sand and sand down the access and our ice picks and uh, uh, chip chip a few inches of ice to get the boat out. So, so Brett, you have a pile of experience. You know, I had the pleasure of fishing with you last summer, I believe it was, for, for part of a day. And I think you told me at that time that you had caught somewhere, somewhere north of around 90 muskies over 50 inches in your career because I know you log everything. Um, yep. And a lot of our listeners, probably all of our listeners, don't have your experience on the water. Right now, when they go out on the water, how important are water temperatures to be able to figure out the locations and the tech, the techniques that they need this time of year? Because you can't go by the sure. calendar because everything is so different, you know, from fall to fall. Yep, you're absolutely right. You know, and we are post turnover now. Uh, water temps uh, last weekend when I was out was around that 50, 51 degrees. Uh, you can see it's really starting to, to clear up. The algae is, is, is kind of, you know, starting to clear up and everything. So the two primary techniques that, that you know, listeners should utilize this time of year is the live bait fishing with the, the big sucker minnows uh, on a quick strike rig. It's very, very easy to do. You know, all the weeds are dying on the lake. Uh, and, and so a lot of these muskies are, are, are kind of in a, in a, in a area that that's easy to, to locate, you know, the, you know, all summer and, all, and earlier fall, they've been shallow, they've been in the weeds, everything, but now all those weeds are dying. So they're moving out to the break lines and hard bottom points and inside turns. So they're kind of congregated in, in, you know, in, in, a, in areas that, uh, um, you know, I guess they're easier to, to locate and find these fish uh, than, than, you know, typical weeds of, of summer. Um, so the live bait fishing is, is, is super for that. Uh, and then also trolling big crank big, big crankbaits, big minnow baits. Uh, you know, that runs from, uh, you know, usually around turnover uh, right till ice up. I like from 45 degree water temp uh, till ice up with the big crankbaits. And I like to fish them within two feet of the bottom. Uh, so it's a lot of work, but uh, it seems like when the water temps uh, from 45 on, those fish don't like to make uh, huge vertical movements in the water column. But if you can present your bait uh, within that two feet of the bottom, uh, a lot of times you're going to get bit and uh, super effective. And when I say big crankbaits, I'm talking, you know, from 10 inches as a starting point up to 16-inch uh, minnow bait. So. You know, and I was going to ask you that. I said if a musky guy 
calls it a big crankbait. Exactly how big is that? And you answered that question. So it is it the same with suckers? Is that good all the way up till ice up as well? It, it is. Um, you know, right now, I mean, positioning your suckers right along that weed edge is really good. I like to run them probably only about six feet down, uh, whether you're running a down rod or, or have them on a bobber back behind the boat a little bit. Uh, but as the water temperature is cool, like I kind of said with the crankbait bite, those fish don't like to move as much vertically. So I'll start, I'll start moving the boat out a little deeper uh, and drop those suckers down a little deeper too, where, you know, when the water's 38 to, you know, freezing, I might have the boat in, in 17 feet of water with the sucker, you know, 15 feet down. So can you do multiple presentations where you can do suckers and trolling or suckers and casting, that type of thing? Or is it all, all one, everybody in the boat's got to be doing the same thing? Nope. You, in fact, uh, having a sucker trailing behind the boat and have one guy casting is a, is a great technique because a lot of times you'll bring those fish off that maybe the boat uh, isn't going over along the brake line, but maybe there is a fish, you know, up on a weed edge or something, and that fish might follow your lure out and then see the sucker and hit the sucker. So if at all possible uh, and, and the temperatures are, are conducive to casting and your you know, reels aren't freezing up and everything, uh, I really try and have a guy casting in the boat. Uh, as well as the suckers uh, trailing, you know, you gotta, it's one line per person in Minnesota. So you got to have enough people in the boat to make that work, but uh, it's a great technique. So, and when, when we're talking suckers, uh, for those that don't know, we're not talking about the standard ones that you just buy at a bait store that you're going to use for walleye fishing or even pike fishing. No, these are, you know, I would say a 12 inch uh, would be on the small side uh, up to, you know, 22 inch uh bait so a 22 inch sucker so yeah they're they're big wow that's a big bait that is amazing so when when they hit that let's say they got an 18 inch sucker on there do you have to give them line or anything you just set the hook right away or um yeah you so typically you have your 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 reel set up so when they hit it you know it they'll it'll it's in a free spool mode where you know a lot of times you'll have a clicker and it'll it'll click and then you know you position the boat and because you're using such big bait and everything you know you kind of want to get the boat over the fish or close to the fish and then you try and get the fish so it's swimming away uh, whether you have to wait or even sometimes i'll put a, if they're not moving I'll, I'll lift up on the rod a little bit put a little pressure on them get them moving that way when you when you sweep the hook set you're pulling the hooks back you know into the the, the fish rather than if you know you don't know which direction they're moving you might be setting the hook and pulling that the hooks and the bait away from the fish. So that's a that's a great tip. This is Brett Waldera, FM Muskies Incorporated. Brett, if people want to find out more about your great organization, how can they do that? Yeah, our meetings are uh, the fourth Monday of every month at the uh, Ramada Inn and Suites on Thirteenth Avenue, seven p.m. Uh, it's open to the public, so feel free to stop in and learn learn more about our organization. That's awesome. Thanks for coming on Gone Outdoors, buddy. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.